The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, also now in association with IndiePW.com. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. Also now in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TB Talk Pod. To listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those other podcatchers out there as well. As always, I'm Big Joe. And I'm Carl Carafel. Yes, Carl, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling. This has been a pretty wild and kind of unprecedented type of week here, Carl. I mean, we've been making hints out of it, not only on, on our podcast previously, but uh, myself on HTM Tech, uh, Rick and Jargo over on Hitting the Marks, you name it. Uh, no secret, uh, elephant in the room, the coronavirus is uh, it's, it's getting pretty crazy. Even here in Canada, we're seeing a lot of closures and a lot of uh, craziness going on, man. It's the end of the world as we know it, yeah. but I feel fine. Yeah, you feel wow. fine? Wow, like this, uh, 100%, this is, uh, I don't know if, if, if really we're using the right words. I don't know if we should be using pandemic or if, if we should just be using endemic or, endemic or what we should be doing, but they're classifying it as a, as a pandemic right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, lots of crazy stuff happening. We're seeing restaurants that are, are closing mm-hmm. and only uh offering uh takeout or Drive delivery yep. um you know the, the tim hortons is doing the same thing yep. we've got uh gyms that are closed down uh just here locally the good life the fit for less yep. and as of today the ymca have all shut down casinos uh, what's another one casinos yeah no. all the casinos in ontario yep. shut down the border, and, and, and the the border coming into uh, non Canadian citizens, uh, yes. that was pretty much just happened just before we hit the record button. That's right. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's like every time I look on social media or news on TV, there's there's something else. Uh, there's some other type of closure, or some other type of restriction happening. Um, kinda... And I mean, for us in in this world mm-hmm. of professional wrestling. It is being affected greatly. Big time. Ladies and gentlemen, we have seen where SmackDown, for the first time in history, (laughs) did a show with no one in the audience. We're seeing that Monday Night Raw is supposed to be the same thing coming out of the the Performance Center with nobody in the audience. And then we've got different arenas that are closing down. We've got All Elite Wrestling right now that is kind of like going, what are we going to do right now for their double or nothing that was supposed to happen? Because... They're closing the arenas down as well and saying that any gathering of 250 people or more, shut it down. From what I've been hearing, the number is lower now. I've been hearing to uh, f- f- anywhere 
from like a hundred down to like 50 people they're restricting wow. in certain uh, places. So, I mean, that's going to start to uh, making places that can be open. It's going to be a pretty short list, like any kind of department stores and shopping centers. I mean, it, it's like, it's going to be, it's all, all the dominoes are going to start falling over at some point here. And uh, just, it, it's honestly, it's a little scary. And like I mentioned at the top, it's kind of unprecedented. We haven't really seen so yeah, unprecedented is about the best word I can kind of word things here, Carl. We're seeing things that outside of the the SARS scare that happened, geez, I don't even know how many years ago that was now. And even that didn't uh, get anywhere near to that level. It was a bit of a scare, but we, you know, we weren't seeing businesses being shut down and travel being restricted and just you name it. It's like everything. It's getting to the point now where we're going to be kind of isolated to our homes and if stores, like especially essential places, like you were talking before we hit the record button with like grocery stores and stuff like that start shutting down, uh, we have potential for um, some scary situations. We definitely do. And I mean, we're talking um, restaurants, we're talking grocery stores, we're talking uh, shopping centers as well. And I mean, you you, you take even in Canada, the, the, the biggest one, West Edmonton mm-hmm. Mall, if that shuts down, that's how many employees for probably at least a minimum of three weeks that are going to be without work. Now, yeah. mind you, the government has kind of put things into place so that there is like a temporary EI benefit uh, that's going to be available for these situations. We get that. But yeah, uh, yeah like this is this is going to be just nuts. And you talked about SARS. Uh, so they even had a, a musical benefit <laughs> for SARS in Toronto yeah. Yeah. Um, that everyone came to yeah um i remember that 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 time because the wife and i had just recently got together mm-hmm. um so we're looking i was actually at that show too 17 by the way. years ago yeah. now yeah right and then the wife and i um we were we were just starting to date just starting <laughs> to see each other it's been that long uh, we man. actually wow. had uh taken a vacation a little trip we went to niagara falls in July or in the end of June into July. And we got at that time, it was the Brock Plaza hotel, (laughs) which was one of the ritzy hotels in Niagara, right down by the, uh, by the falls. Mm -hmm. And we got it for like $89 a night, which was unprecedented. You never heard of that, especially at somewhere like, like the Brock. Um, it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, normal normal room rates are, are looking one eighty to two twenty mm-hmm. per night. We got for eighty nine dollars because of this. <laughs> even then, we didn't see what's happening now with the world today. I yeah. mean, even Italy, <laughs> we we take a look at Italy. The yeah. entire thing is shut down. Yeah, they're effed pretty much as a country, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah, um, and you, you had mentioned the the SARS uh, benefit concert. That was actually something that I was there in person, um, in, in the crowd for that, and. Uh, yeah, it was it was weird because we had this kind of supposedly like the sickness kind of going along. It's like eh, let's have a big gathering of people. That's not counterproductive whatsoever, <laughs> right? But for me, just that the the real kind of standout thing there was uh, the headliners, the Rolling Stones, were horrible. I mean, they were ghastly. I mean, just like, like it was like a performance that was like booked by Vince McMahon bad, right? So it was just, it was just horrible. And then thankfully ACDC came on and, and salvaged the show and most of the other acts were really good, but uh, Stones were awful, awful. Just saying. Uh, so wow. disappointing because uh, I mean, you had a chance to see legendary rock and roll band performing. You know, your expectations are exceedingly high and then <laughs> so, uh, but I digress on that. Um, so you had mentioned SmackDown. 
uh, being done from the performance there. I got, I actually watched uh, SmackDown uh, for the first time in a long time. The show it was weird, man. It was weird, <laughs> right? I, and, I, and I'm so torn uh, about how I. F- felt about it because uh, I liked some aspects of it, but some other aspects of it were just typical WWE horrid. But at the same time, there are some aspects that I liked. It seemed like they almost kind of were like kind of improvising kind of on, on, on the fly. Uh, those asp- aspects of it I liked, but um, wow. Like I almost feel that maybe doing nothing would have been better. I don't know how you feel about the, the performing to an empty house thing, but I mean the, the audience you can make the argument that that's almost kind of half of the show, basically cut out. The, the audience is what the performers thrive off of. It adds to the atmosphere of the whole thing. Just, it, it was, dude, it was weird, weird. It definitely was. And I think probably the, um, the weirdest thing for me, um, Ms. Morrison. Mm. Yeah. And, and it, it was, it was just, I don't know. I think that 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 could have been maybe done in the back somewhere. Yeah. As opposed to in the ring, because you're in the ring, you're there to perform for for the cameras and for the people that are there. Yeah. It just felt really off. Yeah. I guess you could say. For me, just the the whole thing, it just it felt dry. Just because, like I had mentioned, that there's no audience there. Um, providing reactions or, like I said, for the performers to feed off of. Uh, some of the stuff with Triple H and Cole I thought was kind of kind of fun um, at some points, but then kind of came off as almost kind of douchey in some points. Uh, I know douchey is not really a term, but it's about the only way I could kind of think to, to word it. And, yeah, some of the – it was comedic to a certain point, but then just it kind of felt almost kind of – I don't know. Just it, the, the, the whole thing was so weird, and it just it um, – Having Hunter there doing commentary, it felt so kind of self-indulgent almost. Like, is there just kind of stroking his own ego type of thing? I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one kind of seeing it that way. Just it's every aspect of it just felt so off. I, I liked a little bit of, it seemed like they were just kind of improvising and not a whole lot of storyline kind of going on. Just, yes. I don't know, man. It just, I'm, I'm so torn. Uh, just like the booking. I'm very, very 50, 50 on this whole situation when it comes to, at least with SmackDown, with Raw, and especially with it, with it being a three-hour show. I don't know if they're still going to go ahead with the three-hour format. Um, yeah, that's going to be bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah, it definitely is. It's going to be very, very weird to kind of see how they're going to do things. And, and yeah, I mean, like, it was just, it wasn't typically what you see. No. So it was it was hard to kind of get into it, I guess you could say. It was mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, one more thing I want to kind of touch on briefly, a non-WWE uh, with the AEW last week with this whole, I don't know how you felt about this whole situation here, Carl, with uh, Adam Page and his mystery uh, partner in this match. I was really, really anticipating for it to be somebody new or some kind of legitimately uh, legitimate surprise for his partner. I felt so robbed in the situation. I mean, I, I like Dustin, but just the, the way that it, the whole episode just felt like it was really just kind of like it was there, but nothing, there was nothing, no real kind of excitement for me in that whole episode. And for Dustin being this mystery partner, just I, it, was, it felt like such a letdown. Yeah, 
even did, the stuff with Lance, even the stuff with Lance, Archer, and Jake, I thought they could have done so much more than just had them sitting in the crowd. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So since you've mentioned it, <laughs> my my issue this week yeah. is unfortunately from AEW, and that is my issue. You had Jake come out and do this freaking amazing promo. Yeah. With Cody, Drop and then ball. all of a sudden, you start the show with the next week. You start the show with Cody. And yep. you show Jake and Lance Archer sitting ringside. No, yeah. <laughs> who wrote that? Yeah, wrong, wrong. Yeah, wrong. You don't do that. Yeah, you have Lance Archer or whatever they're gonna call him. I mean, he just he is a bona fide ass kicker. I mean, he is a larger than life kind of presence. He should have. Yeah, you could have had them there for a little bit, but then you had to have him come in and interfere, do some type of uh, stuff there. And just, uh, I felt it was such a missed opportunity for him to really kind of stamp, you know, or to really kind of make his presence known there. And it just, it felt like they, they cowered away from that opportunity. And uh, yeah, uh, missed opportunity, big time. I think it was a, a big ball drop on their, on their, uh, yeah, I think so as well. I, I honestly was hoping that they were going to mm. um, play this out a little bit longer yeah. uh, because it was never said when this mystery person mm-hmm. was going to be shown. Yeah. So we could have had another week or another two weeks even mm-hmm. of Jake giving some amazing promos. Right. Or, you know, just kind of teasing who this could be and stuff like that. I think personally, I would have rather a couple more weeks of a tease before this actually happened. I agree. Um, The other thing, too, uh, probably my my highlight of of Dynamite was probably that little pre-taped segment that they did with Christopher Daniels with the uh, making fun of the Dark Order. That was actually my... Probably, I thought the best part of the whole show uh, at Christopher yeah. Daniels being Christopher Daniels, even making uh, little hints about being the, the higher power when it kind of winking at the camera in that situation. I thought they did a really good job on that, but the show itself just left me disappointed. Um, I gotta say, that's probably the first time for AUW Dynamite as a, as a show that I felt legitimately disappointed after watching it. I I mean, I wouldn't go as far as saying I was disappointed. I mean, we still got some some good professional wrestling sure. that happened, and yeah. that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Um. Even in the numbers, you take take a mm. look at the numbers. Yeah. They still did better than NXT. That they did. Yeah. Right. That so did. this whole Wednesday night war that's going on, mm-hmm. AEW was still the top of it. That's very true. Um. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're they're kind of running out of ideas. Maybe they're you know. I don't know what's happening there. Um, I've heard speculations that like Tony Khan wanted to take over creative. Mm. So I don't know if that has actually happened, and oh. if maybe this is a result of Tony Khan taking over creative. I don't know, yeah. but something something's got to give right now because that <laughs> was not their best. No, absolutely not. Uh, one good thing that they did, though, is a little bit of a teaser, a little thing to kind of hook you in. Uh, next week, apparently, uh, hopefully this is still a go for this segment, is that they're finally going to reveal who this, uh, enlighten- or what, is it, what do they call them, uh, not the higher power, but the uh, enlighten- is it the enlightened one or uh, the empowered one or whatever the hell that they're calling them? Sure. The, the leader of the Dark Order. Um, yeah. It's got to be Matt Hardy, you would think, right? You would think. 
Yeah, definitely. You would think. Um, everything's been kind of teasing to it. Yeah. You, even us. Follow us on our social media, <laughs> at TB Talk Pod. Um, on Facebook, we even put a little thing out there that was tweeted out by All Elite Wrestling. And if you take a look at the entire thing, it's black with white writing. Uh, you follow yeah. it down, and the beginning of each line actually spells out Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I mean, speculations over things. Are they maybe just, maybe Matt Hardy doesn't even have a contract with All Elite Wrestling right now, and they're just kind of using his name, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. But then we're seeing Matt Hardy even involving the Young Bucks in Matt Hardy's own YouTube stuff that he's doing, where, you know, the Young Buck came and, uh, like, buried Matt Hardy, <laughs> essentially, is what happened. The super yeah. kicked him, put him into the ground, and literally yeah. like buried him um, <laughs> in one of the episodes that Matt Hardy did. So, given everything, it's it's still kind of hmm, maybe maybe, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. Especially if he's involving the Young Bucks, which I mean, the Young Bucks really haven't had a whole lot of real interaction with the dark order no not really no so right so it's kind of playing like mm, who knows it'll be a very forced kind of rivalry or or program yeah. to, to do at that point i mean he's also been teasing really hard that he's going to impact as well and i think that that would be a, a horrible mistake just, just my personal opinion um i said before you know i'm my opinion is pretty polarizing when it comes to impact wrestling. You know, we, we want to love them, but they, um, they shoot themselves in the foot, just seemingly every, uh, every turn, every possibility. So I I personally, I think that that would professionally be a bad move on his part. Um, other than that, I mean, he would excel pretty much anywhere else. I just, I still think that he's kind of still this kind of on the nose pick for this, uh, exalted one. That's the term exalted one. There you go. And, uh, I'm sure I knew I was going to come up with that at some point. Just I, I feel like Matt Hardy is kind of the on the nose pick, so I'm hoping I'm okay if it's him, but I'm also okay if it's somebody else. Uh, another quick thing on Dynamite here too, uh, we did see somebody that we haven't seen in a little while. We saw Joey Janela back uh, teaming up with a Private Party, mm-hmm. and um, a bit of an odd partnership there, but I thought that they pre- did pretty good there. And it was uh, kind of nice to see Joey back. I don't know if there was some kind of injury or if he had some other commitments going on. Um, yeah, but it was cool to see him back. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand why they kind of stopped using him in the first place. He, he was being used on sure Dark. Either. Yeah, okay. So if you've watched, uh, you know, AEW Dark, he was there. Okay. He was in matches, but just wasn't used on the main show. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know what happened there, but maybe, uh, maybe somebody just got pissed off and didn't like what he was doing yeah. or something and said, ah, you, you need to go back and, you know, train and whatever. Yeah. And we're just going to throw you onto dark and then we'll make a decision from there and we'll see Possible. where things go. Possible. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's a situation that happened. And it's only speculation. Yeah. We have no clue right now, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's about the only thing that I can see. And that's and same could be said with Jimmy Havoc too. We haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, I'm I'm really really behind on Dark. I've only seen a few of the kind of the first episodes of that. And I know I should probably start watching Dark a bit more. But um, that's another guy just uh, missing in action. Uh, hopefully things are okay with him, or hopefully there's no kind of issues backstage or anything like that. Because I mean he's a guy I've always kind of been a fan of. I know that he is a, a pretty decisive personality when it comes to being out of the ring. So. 
hopefully he didn't shoot himself in the foot there. Um, yeah, I don't think that, that 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 it's a matter of him shooting himself in the foot or if yeah. anything was wrong at all. I think it's just a matter of um, AEW actually has a lot of talent. They do, actually. Yeah. Right? So you've got two hours for a show. Yep. It's, it's kind of hard to make sure that everybody is included in that two hours. Yep. Uh, given the size of the roster that they have with the two-hour show – if you were to try to ensure that everyone on the roster got some TV time, you would probably see everyone one in three weeks. Yeah. Maybe, right? So it's kind of hard to build storylines. It's kind of hard to do things in, in, in that respect. So use them for dark. Mm-hmm. Give that to the people for free like you have been doing on on YouTube. And that's where you build the the storylines. And then you start doing programs with them on television and referring back to the episodes of Dark. Now, do you go as far as maybe creating another show at this point? I think it's probably a little too early for that. I think it's too early for that as well. Uh, There's there's no need for it right now. Mm -hmm. Their numbers are good, but they're not fantastic right now. Um, There's really no professional wrestling organization that has fantastic numbers right now so it's hard to kind of justify a second show we talked about this months and months ago using the outlets like twitch Mm -hmm. and using the outlets like youtube to help promote your company and your brand and i think that aew has been doing that fantastically right now and i think that that's that's a way a good thing to do and a good way to continue doing it yeah and they've been cross-promoting with other promotions we only saw jeff cobb over yeah uh, for that one brief stint so yeah i I think one show could be definitely would be jumping the gun and you definitely don't want to make the ww mistake that they did with thunder because when you look back on that and that whole situation, I mean, that was one of the major downfalls of a company that led to the overall downfall, right? They, they got in over their head there, and then that show cost them too much to make, and then money started being an issue. You know, with the Khan family, maybe not so much, because I, you know they, they have, I won't say unlimited funds. They do have a lot of money there, but even them at some point, you know, when you look at the cost versus what you're getting out of it, Something would have to give at some point, right? So that's right. Even when you have billionaires involved here, that you still got to watch when it comes to the money. Oh yes. All right, Carl. Well, I mean, other than uh, like we said at the top, man, just that there really hasn't outside of SmackDown and Raw, running at the Performance Center, AEW, Dynamite. I mean, there just really hasn't been a whole lot to kind of watch and really talk about in wrestling so i mean we have a little bit of breaking news that we can kind of cover before we do our uh, our match of the week and our, our showstopper here um i guess the big thing to kind of mention is confirmed a uh, wwe hall of fame inductee that we were kind of expecting and um as far as we know it's it's confirmed now correct oh yeah we we have two yes since the last time mm-hmm. that we talked to all of you yep we now have two new confirmed awesome for hall of fame 2020 mm-hmm. we're talking um well I'll, I'll i'll give the 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 one that we talked about before that i was kind of like eh, maybe i don't know but yeah. we're talking jushin thunder liger yes that yes. one was just announced just last night yep. 
while I was out working my night shift, I actually got a notification saying that that had happened and I shared it out to our Facebook page immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, 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 the big one for me, at least we were looking at the British bulldog. Mm-hmm. Davy boy Smith is finally going to be inducted into the 2020 hall of fame. Interesting. Now well, let's go through them both here uh, for, for Davy boy. Who do you have induct him? I would think you would have to go Bret Hart, correct? Why not Davy Boy Smith Jr.? Yeah, that's the only catch, right? I mean, he worked for the company previously, but he has contracted to MLW. So, you know, are they willing to bring in an outside talent that's currently signed somewhere else to do the Hall of Fame ceremony, right? I would be all for it, but uh, it would be unusual for that to happen, would it not be? I mean, it, it might be unusual, but it's his dad. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. There, there should be no question at all who is doing it. It should be Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And yeah, it's either got to be him or Brett. Honestly, I, I mean, I really don't see any other picks. I mean, everybody else is either retired, and honestly, to be brutally honest, so uh, close to the to the British Bulldogs. So, kind of harsh realities there, folks. Uh, for uh, Juice and Thunder Liger, Ray Mysterio Jr. I think has got to be your choice. Um, otherwise, if you're going to use you know Shinsuke and Kushida, it's all going to be in Japanese. So, I mean, you can have some fun there potentially. Having said that, knowing that Vince McMahon is behind a lot of this, I think it would kind of become stereotypical, borderline racist kind of fun, uh, knowing Vince. And it would probably have them doing some typical Japanese shtick. So I would probably stick to using uh, Mysterio because I think that... And that's the other issue. You, know, you had brought this up as a concern that there's, there isn't a whole lot of Jushin Thunder Liger in the WWE context to kind of uh, work off of here. So that's the other tricky part of this. Yeah, it definitely is. And that, I mean, if you guys, I think it was three episodes, four episodes ago, we actually talked about this as speculation. And that was my concern is that we haven't seen him do very much in the WWE. I I think uh, WCW, yes, Mm -hmm. there was some WCW that was there. Um, but yeah, there really wasn't much WWE, and and we're yeah. talking. This is this is considered the WWE Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's good, definitely. Don't get me wrong, absolutely, yeah. very deserving. But I I think I would rather see this be more of a professional wrestling Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. Cauliflower Alley Club yeah. type of induction instead of into the WWE Hall of Fame. Is there any way that we can get that Cauliflower Alley or the, uh, I believe there's another one, but honestly the, the name of it escapes me at the, at the moment. Is there any way that we can bring that more to the kind of the forefront, like maybe put on like pay-per-view or, or maybe put it on cable television or national syndicated TV or do something with it to bring it to more notoriety? Because I, the, the, honestly, like the, the Cauliflower Alley, Alley Club is arguably more prestigious but, I mean, a lot of uh, wrestling fans, especially casual wrestling fans and just the general public have no idea that it even exists, Carl, uh, which is a, a damn shame because yeah, it's definitely more of a legitimate Hall of Fame, you know, not celebrities and all that kind of crap getting in. So 
Yeah, and yeah. I totally get that. The, some of the issues, though, is that uh, it's a nonprofit, pretty much, right? So <laughs> it, it's harder the for money. them to be able to do things like that. It's all it's all about the money. Um, and if you guys do want to support the Cauliflower Alley Club <clears throat> and want to support us at the same time, go to collarandelbowbrand.com where you can get 10% off your order when using promo code JK Podcast. Not only do we get a little bit of a kickback, but they also have this little button there that says round up. So you can round up your purchase to the nearest dollar. And what happens is that little bit of a round up, whether it is two cents, whether it is 50 cents, goes towards the Cauliflower Alley Club. So a little way for you to support the Cauliflower Alley Club without having to make a huge donation or anything like that. And you can feel good saying that you've got some, you know, amazing clothing from or from Color and Elbow brand and supported the Cauliflower Alley Club. It's a win-win situation for everybody in that situation. So, yeah, they're a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the hard thing about it because they don't have the money to be able to get the TV cameras and get, you know, all of this stuff to be able to broadcast that. Would we love to maybe see it on like YouTube, have a YouTube live kind of going and maybe yeah. somebody just using like uh, their cell phone and, and doing something maybe yep. like that would be cool too, I think. But yeah, we, we, we definitely need to put a little bit more light onto the cauliflower rally club. Mm-hmm. And that, folks, is how you segue from topic to sponsor plug uh, all in one shot. You sound like you've done that before, Carl. Many times I have done that. Looking <laughs> stuff, man. All right, so let's do our match of the week here, our match of the week segment. Um, I went first last week. I'm going to let you go first and give your pick first this week. My pick this week is a title change that happened from NWA Power. Ooh. We are looking at Zicky Dice defeating Ricky Starks to win the NWA TV championship all around. I did not expect this <laughs> at all. Yeah. They have been pushing with the with the NWA power and the TV title. What they're doing is is you actually have this like lucky seven that they're doing. And if you as the TV champion win and defeat seven people, then you move on and have an opportunity at the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Wow, Ricky Starks defeated two people, came to Zicky Dice being the third, and this is the first time that they're doing this because Ricky Starks was the inaugural for the new age television champion. So I'm like, okay, cool. They're just gonna they're just gonna let him go all the way through. He's gonna defeat all seven people, and then from there we're gonna have him go for the world's title, and this is gonna be freaking awesome. <laughs> and then Zicky Dice comes along and defeats him. I was blown away. The match itself was was a good match. I was happy with it all around, but I did not expect that swerve. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Sounds like I need to get back into some NWA power. I haven't watched it in weeks, uh, going on probably months now. I need to get back into it again. That uh, Carl is shaking his head at me. Uh, there, there's just too much professional wrestling to watch now, dude. Um, for me, my pick... You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, especially right now. Because what are you watching? Yeah. You're not watching Raw, so there's three hours for yeah. you. You're not watching SmackDown. Nope. There's two hours for you. Are you watching NXT UK? Uh, that one I'm, I'm hit and miss on. 
so, so there's another hour yeah. there. Yeah. So with all of that, you have time for All Elite. You have time Ring for Honor. Impact. You have time for Ring of Honor. And you have time for the NWA. I'm not watching Impact. Sorry. Not right now. Um, I'll watch NWA, but I don't know about Impact. I don't know about Impact these days. Um, me, my match of the week segment comes from Ring of Honor from the most recent episode of Ring of Honor Television. They've been showing a lot of the stuff from Free Enterprise, and mine is actually the leadoff match for uh, Ring of Honor Television that this past week. It was the twenty man battle royal match that they did, and there were some interesting names that were also present for this. We had Blue Meanie, we had Gangrel, and we had the, the interesting spot for for the evening here. Uh, Kenny King came out, and then it was announced that uh, Dragon Lee was coming down, and then even Wait, Kevin what? and then, and even uh, <laughs> King was like, "Wait a second, you were just in Japan like last night. How did you make it all the way from there to to here?" And um, they they did this whole match, and at the end, you know, we find out that it wasn't Dragon Lee. We found out that it was. We found out that it was Flip Gordon, and uh, he was dressed in Dragon Lee attire, and he ended up winning the whole deal here and getting a future match. So, I mean, just the setup to it was it was beautiful. And, uh, yeah, uh, of course, you guys know that I'm a mark for the, the Battle Royale style match, and I thought they pulled it off really well. And uh, a nice little surprise there at the end, finally, that it was Flip Gordon uh, on that. So, cool. Well done, Ray It de- definitely was, and I think yeah. one of my favorite parts of that, and, and by no means... Uh, was I ever a BWO fan? <laughs> but to have the blue meanie dancing hmm. with the bouncers, yeah, the bouncers in yeah. the middle of the ring, right. little bit of comedy gold yeah. happening there. Yeah. That was fantastic to see yeah. that they actually included a little bit of everything into <laughs> that battle royal, and I loved yeah. it. Seeing Gangrel again come out, he right? held his own in there. Yeah, Dude yeah. is still huge. Yep. Yep. Wow. Still, yep. Um, we had Delirious running around the ring a bunch of times. Uh, I know that that's kind of his shtick, kind of his MO. Uh, still a little kind of funky to see. Um, yeah. Dude, uh, you got to work on your cardio. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but yeah, uh, some good stuff there. I enjoyed that match. The the the, yeah. the, uh, the tag team match at the end, too, with uh, Moff and Cobb, uh, that was Good as well with uh, versus uh, Gresham and uh, Jay Lethal. That was also a great match. But that uh, twenty man battle royal match, uh, I was really digging that. That was good. Yes, well it was. All right, man. We're gonna take a brief break here. We're gonna come back with our show stopper segment for the week. I know that um, we're still a little ways away from WrestleMania here, but we're gonna talk about what could potentially happen with WrestleMania this year because it's uh, not set in stone here. We're gonna kind of give some speculations and some thoughts about what could possibly happen here. So we'll be right back, folks. This week's episode is brought to you by Collar and Neville. Visit CollarNevilleBrand.com where you can get an additional 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, including this week's featured item, the Mirror Pullover Hoodie. Alright guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are guys, and we are at the best part of the show, the part that everybody waits and anticipates. Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to our show stopper segment. Absolutely, Carl. Now, this week we're, of course, talking about WrestleMania and what could potentially happen here. Um, it's it's a little worrisome. The, the, the three main, well, I should say that probably the, the four um, main possibilities that I'm seeing here is A, uh, Vince just says, screw it, we're doing WrestleMania. 
regardless. Um, B, we're doing WrestleMania to an empty audience. Um, or C, we're going to postpone it to late to mid-June. Or D, going to Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> given the situation and knowing the history here, I would think that as much as I hate it, Carl, I think we're going to see WrestleMania in Saudi Arabia this year. Stop it. I think we're going to see it. Stop it. I think we're going to see it. Stop it. No, please. No, I I don't see it going any other way at this point. Honestly, I don't. Vince is not going to want to postpone it or cancel it. Guaranteed. He's not going to want to do that. I know that sucks though. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that at all. Would you rather see it in front of an empty in an empty stadium or in Saudi Arabia? Empty stadium. Empty stadium. Oh, I agree. As weird and bizarre. I mean, you, you want to talk SmackDown being weird with an audience. Imagine WrestleMania with zero live audience. I mean, yeah, I don't even know how to process that. Are they going to bring in all the seats too and just have it be empty seats? Like it just it's, yes. Freaky, man. Yes, do all of that. Yeah. The WWE is always there about making history and wanting to make history with different things. That would make history. This is history. Yeah. This this (sighs) is something that could potentially never happen again. Mm -hmm. So why not take the opportunity to have the showcase of immortals. In front of nobody. (laughs) The Super Bowl of professional wrestling. In front of an empty arena. Man. Why not? Yeah. I mean, at this point, there's no real proper build or anything to it anyway. So, I mean, it's almost kind of symbolic of the whole thing, to be honest with you. It's almost kind of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> there's been yep. zero build. So, let's do it in front of zero people. Right. Um, and just all, all the lost revenue and people that are going to cancel their tickets and whatnot. Oh boy, and then the, the whole trickle down effect too. You know, the, the stores and then the hotels in in, in Tampa Bay, uh, they're gonna make money off of this too. Just it's uh, there's a big trickle down effect here. Uh, if it doesn't go off as planned, the city of Tampa Bay really suffers as well. Yes, yeah, it definitely does. And I mean, even with that, the city of Tampa Bay, anyways, is like quarantining themselves, <laughs> right, and putting everything on lockdown. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, right now everything is just really up in the air, especially when it comes to arenas, mm-hmm. um, even like even bars, yeah. little bars and stuff like that are like saying, nope, we can't we can't nope. be running shows. You know, smaller venues are saying, nope, we can't be doing this. We can't be running shows. We have to have that, you know, that quarantine happening. Mm-hmm. We can't have all of these people. And, and like you said, states and even provinces within within Canada are saying nothing over a certain amount of people. Yep. Well, I mean, we, we see it here, even, even for there being not very much professional wrestling that comes here. But with Canadian Wrestling's Elite, mm-hmm. right, they're even running shows here in the Sioux. Yep. Um, and shameless plug for them. The next <laughs> one is going to be here May 24th. Yeah. Headliner that's, for that is Shane Douglas, the that's franchise. Je- that's in jeopardy now. It is. It's definitely in jeopardy. Yep. Because their shows get more than 50 people. Mm-hmm. 
So what are we going to do? Uh, while we're talking about it, Carl, with, with that kind of happening, possibly in the window of all this kind of going on, something like this, and this is purely speculation, is not something that I obviously want to see happening, but something like this, especially if it cancels the whole thing, this could be very crippling to uh, to a promotion like CWE. Uh, like if this cancels their whole tour they plan on doing, because they're, they're basically going across the whole country now, uh, with the exception of the very far east coast of the country. Um, if this whole if this whole tour gets canceled, I mean, damn, that's that's crippling to a to a smaller kind of grassroots promotion. It definitely is, and it's 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 going to be very unfortunate. Um, do I think that like it's going to be a total cripple on it i don't think so yeah um danny is a very smart guy when it comes to professional wrestling so i i think that he is going to be very cautious and very safe when it comes to Mm -hmm. um now i mean i I can't really say that because (laughs) i mean he just had surgery Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he had a, he had a surgery. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into the details on that. If you want details, you can follow Danny on his social medias. Yep. Uh, but doctors told him, oh, six weeks till you get back into the gym. Uh, like four days later, he's posting pictures back <laughs> in the gym. Like, Stubborn Danny, guy. what are you doing, Stubborn dude? Stubborn guy, yeah. But, right, so. I mean, the guy's got a head and a mind for the business. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that he's he's going to be playing things safe. He's going to be ensuring that the talent are safe because at the end of the day, especially with Canadian wrestling's elite, that's what they're all about, ensuring that the fans are happy and that the talent is safe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see Danny kind of taking a little bit of a step back and going, hmm, we need to reevaluate things a little bit, but we're not going to be totally gone. Yeah. And we're just, we're seeing so many, like literally every other wrestling promotion kind of following suit, either canceling or postponing um, in the world of sports. Pretty much that is all shut down. Um, that's potentially bringing the uh, the Olympics into jeopardy too, by the way, because that's taking place in Japan uh, tentatively. That's going to be up in the air. I mean, that, that'd be a big loss for, for, I believe it's in Tokyo. So for, that'd be a big financial loss for them and everybody involved. Um, coming back to WWE, I mean, just what are the odds that that Vince just says, screw all you guys, we're doing it in Tampa Bay with a full stadium. Screw you guys, we're just going to do it. What are the odds of that? I can see it happening, but then I can also see it being totally shut down. I can see the athletic commission coming in. I can see law enforcement coming in. I can see any type of enforcement that's needed coming in to shut it down and say this is not happening. So, and then I can see even the fans who might be concerned as well about what's going to be happening to them if they do decide to be inside of this group of people. And I think that you could probably see people going, nope, I I want a refund. Just give me a refund. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, not everyone is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I true. can't say that this I can't say that the majority of people aren't, but I can say a lot of people aren't <laughs> stupid. Um, they're going to be concerned about their health and their well-being yep. as opposed to going to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Right. So we've run through the the gambit of, of options. Uh, the the empty arena for WrestleMania, I honestly don't see that either. I, I almost guarantee Vince is not going to go for that. That leaves one option, Carl. We're going to Saudi Arabia for WrestleMania. 
it's it's gonna happen. It's it's gonna happen. That leaves one option, Joe. It is postponed. <laughs> postponed. Uh, With the tickets being good for yeah. when it's postponed till. Yeah. Right? Your tickets are still valid. We're gonna <sighs> accept them. Yep. Just we have to do it at a different time. Yep. Different date. That would be possibly different venue. That I would prefer that. Um I still think that Vince is going to take the money and go to go to Saudi. I I, I truly believe that that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a, a shame. Um, I would hope that they could still put on a decent show there, but uh, it would just it would um, the backlash just from everybody uh, in the wrestling community. I think it would be pretty uh, pretty crazy uh, to say the least if they uh, if they actually were to do that. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I guarantee you we'll be hearing uh, a rant if that happens from our own uh, Michael Jargo. Uh, that would end up being a very uncensored episode of the <laughs> Hitting the Marks Processing Podcast. Oh and, yeah, and even us here we might come a little unhinged if that were to happen. So yeah, just postpone it till June. Uh, maybe even relocate it. You know, with it happening in the summertime, hey, there, there's a good opportunity uh, for my scenario. Let's go to Michigan Stadium. Let's go to the Big House and set an outdoor attendance record for a live wrestling show. Can't make the excuse that we're going up there in crappy weather now. We're going in uh, early, mid-summer. Let's make it happen. Let's postpone, reschedule. Let's go set an attendance record at the big house for WrestleMania. Definitely they could do that. Uh, Just make sure that if you are in attendance, bring a jacket or a parka with you just to be safe. Well, Michigan. Because, I mean, it's northern Michigan. (laughs) You you never know what the weather's going to be like. Michigan in June, I, I think we're safe. I think I think we'd be safe. All right, man. Well, I guess that about wraps it up for this week. Like I said, a bit of a shorter episode. That might kind of be the trend for a little while uh, with very, you know, relatively few things kind of going on here. But we'll still be coming on to talk about as much wrestling as we possibly can. And hopefully there's some developments and hopefully some positive developments. And hopefully it's not all negative. You know, as uh, those who follow me on social media, I, I posted a, a thing uh, one year ago today. I actually got to meet Angelina Love here in uh, Brantford, Ontario, Canada. And uh, that kind of stuff kind of reminds me because um, she was very, very cool, very accommodating, very humble for somebody who's known in the business. And uh, reminds me that, hey, it's not all negative when it comes to professional wrestling. There, there may be a, a fair amount of negative stuff, but there's also a lot of good out there as well. There definitely is. And that's what we need to now focus on. We understand that there is this pandemic that is happening and that things are kind of seemingly doom and gloom, Mm -hmm. but we need to look at the positives that are still going on out there. And there's a lot of them. I mean, we even talked about uh, Ring of Honor and that 20-man battle royal positives going on there mm-hmm. with the blue meanie and the bouncers and that little uh, comedy that they did, Delirious running around the ring again. <laughs> you know, kind of a little comedic thing happening there. Uh, Gangrel showing up and, you know, yeah. like different stuff like that. Look at, the, look at the good little things. I know sometimes it's hard, especially when you've got social media, you've got the news media, you've got all these outlets that are just kind of showing the negative side of everything yeah so remember there is a positive side absolutely all right guys uh that wraps up for this week and we'll see you on the next one see you real soon it's me it's me it's an honor to be the beat as you can tell in the background we are out celebrating that is what we do here at hitting the marks.com and i'd like everyone 
to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk. But check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show, Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find that all at hittingthemarks.com. Run. Thank you.